Chelsea, and you're listening to Beyond the Picket Fence. Not just any episodes of Beyond the Picket Fence, but this is a special segment called 25 Days of Updates. 25 days of 25 days of 25 days of 25 days of updates. <laughs> Happy holidays! If you've been around all season, you've been hearing interviews with amazing, incredible, stupendous... Okay, that's a little much, but... We've been talking to really amazing people, and I've had a few people request updates. So here is 25 days of updates from everyone that we have interviewed this season. If you've missed any, Hakuna Matata, you'll find the link to the original episode in each update's show notes. You're welcome. Here is the update from Tana, otherwise known in episode four as Lincoln's mom. She's a busy mom of three kiddos, Earthside as well, while running their nonprofit, Mission 228. Let's see what's been keeping her busy since we last recorded. When did we record? Remind me. <laughs> like January. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So actually at my girls' school, I ended up becoming the PTSA president. So it's been a little bit of a whirlwind just because everything's kind of been pushed to the wayside for like Mission 228. So I have not like in, I feel like in my mind it has, because that's been the forefront of my mind. But we just had an event and it went fine and I was dedicated to that. But I feel like my dedication to like our actual mission has been a little different because my brain's been so busy with everything else, which is a little scary too, thinking about, because like even this year, she should have started school in August. And I was like, I should be feeling more things, but I was so busy that I didn't have time to stop in the process. So I feel like that's going to hit me probably in a couple of years. Or when I do have breakdowns, it's like, holy moly, it's because I'm not dealing with like true the in the moment things. So yeah, <laughs> it's crazy, but it's good. Like I, I really enjoy it. And I try to remind myself that I'm a mom to not just Lincoln, it's okay to be their mom and feed their needs as well. So yeah, it's, it's just a, like, I mean, as you know, with multiple children, balancing that is really hard, but with one that's passed away, that guilt is a little bit different. So the way the balance is like, well, how do I know that I'm doing enough? And sadly you kind of, it's so silly. You just are like, oh, well, how many tears have I shed? Is that, that kind of like equals of how much you've grieved, at least in my brain, sometimes I'm like, I haven't cried in a while. Like, do I even care? Are you feeling guilty or afraid of forgetting her? Like if you don't cry enough, then she's forgotten or. Yeah. I don't know that I personally feel like that computes like my, I'm going to forget her, but I just more or less like that I'm not doing enough as a mom to feed her needs, which makes so that like, there's no needs to be met. So I don't, you know, I I don't know. It's just a weird, I'm just a pleaser. So I like to do things for people and I like to serve. So when there's nowhere to serve, it's hard. I don't know. Yeah. So I guess having Mission 228 be like in the back of my brain is kind of like, that's my way to serve for her. But when it's in the back of my brain, I I know that I have this self-conscious of like, yeah, I'm not clearly like, I don't know. Almost like the Mission 228 is linking in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. If you start to not take care of mission 228 or if that's in the back, then it's like Lincoln's in the back. And then you feel yeah. about that. Oh my God. For sure. So it's sad. crazy. I know it is, but I have to remind myself that it's okay for my other kids to be 
like, and that I know it's because I'm serving in other ways and it's okay. I know that's going to ebb and flow. There's going to be years or whatever that I'm knee deep in this or whatever it might be. And as my kids are getting older, I'm just getting busier. And I know that people have said that as your other children get older, you have different needs. They have to be met and you just kind of find your way. And yeah, so that's kind of been the update with them. Everyone's really good. They're we're really super busy. Well, it's yep. interesting because we do a golf tournament for Phoenix Children's Heart Center in honor of Jackson, but like Jackson's al- alive, you know? So it's right now all the golf tournament stuff is in the back of my head because I'm like, okay, stuff with the podcast, Christmas, you know what I mean? So to me, mm-hmm. it's just a golf tournament. So it's interesting that like with yeah. the difference of the way yeah. things turned out, how different that can be. But right. Obviously, it's still important. It's just not stuff that needs to be done right away. (laughs) I know. I know. And I have to remember that. Like, it's just, it's just this weird, like mom guilt that you have that you can't really, I don't know. It'll never go away. No. And it's just, and I don't know, like, I don't know how I would be dealing with it if we didn't have a nonprofit, because I do think that's a good outlet for me, but I know there's healthier ways to deal with that kind of stuff too. Cause I think that's just keeping your mind busy than dealing with the real true feelings of like what it is like to lose a child too. I don't want to invalidate her, but I think there are for sure worse ways to cope than pouring your heart into an amazing cause to keep your child's legacy living on. Whatever works, right? Well, speaking of the nonprofit, I follow them on social media now and I saw when they chose the receiver of the scholarship. If you haven't listened or you don't recall, Mission 228 provides scholarships for nurses. Our last scholarship winner She's amazing. She was working at Phoenix Children's when she applied, and now she is a nurse at Phoenix Children's Hospital, so it's super cool. And she came to our last event, and we have been so blessed with the best recipients. And we had an auction event, and that was super, super cool. My sister-in-law, she likes to have these bold ideas, and she's like, we're going to raise enough money in one night to pay for a scholarship. And I was like, Crystal, you're crazy. There's no way we're going to do that. She's like, no, we're going to do it. And I was like, maybe we should just set the the goal a little bit lower just in case. And come to find out we're like at the end of the auction, they're counting. And it was like Santa's little elves all counting the money and they were getting ready. And they had like this system and then they announced it and we made like $11,000 in one night. And it was so cool. Like everyone was crying. So it was really cool. So now this year we're going to be able to give out multiple scholarships, which is really cool because that was our goal is to be able to give more eventually. So yeah. So we're doing another auction. It sold out in less than 24 hours and that's in February and heart month this year. So that'll be fun. You're brave to be a PTA president. It's a lot of work, but I, I really do love it. Um, I think that it, cause I mean, as you go through life, you kind of change and morph into different people. I mean, as you know, like when you are single and then you become married and then you have kids and you just like, wait a second, (laughs) who am I in the core? And I do believe that this is my core. I really do love serving teachers and serving the students. It's one of my biggest passions. I just love it. Volunteering for my kids' classrooms. That was what I dreamed about doing as a young kid and stuff. I've done it since January and the balance I'm, I'm doing fine. Like I'm balancing it, but in my back of my mind, like I'll have days where I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not balancing my grief plus this plus, you know, all the things. So yeah. 
Yeah. Balance is hard no matter what. So choose which True. unbalanced you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, the the thing that I've chosen right now is I my house is a disaster at all times. So <laughs> it's never clean. And I'm just going to say that I'm in a season. So whatever. <laughs> oh, clean houses are overrated. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It means there's kids here making messes, right? Tana has kept busy all year, but eventually there are breaks and holidays. And some of you may know holidays can be a hard time for many who are missing their loved ones. I'll be really interested to see how this holiday break goes. Does it hit you on breaks and holidays? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty normal. Thanksgiving was okay. It wasn't as bad as I anticipated it as, but we didn't get to do our normal Thanksgiving things because all my kids were sick. So we got to stay home. (laughs) Super fun. So that kind of was a change. But Christmas is always, I mean, we usually put up like her tree that she has like all her ornaments from when we were in the hospital at PCH. Mm -hmm. And we put that up and usually Quincy and I or like Monroe and I have like a moment. And it was, we had like a moment we got to do it, but it wasn't like this tear fest like normal it is but then I also have a two-year-old that's coming in chucking ornaments so I don't like there's also that factor that yeah isn't really like you don't really get a moment when you have someone that you're chasing all day long either or when you're like expecting a moment to be a certain way and then it turns out and it's like this isn't what I expected but like you can't have expectations it's so confusing I'm sure oh it is yeah when Monroe's always like are you gonna cry and I'm like I maybe yeah probably and then this year I was like, guess not. But again, he's coming up and he's literally trying to like grab everything. <laughs> like, Get out of here. Don't break that. That one's important, you know? So, uh, yeah. Time is a funny thing. It just keeps going. People pass away, yet toilet paper still has to be bought. Holidays still come and go. Two-year-olds will act like two-year-olds. So what do we do? We allow space for things to be what they will be. We cry when we need to, and we just keep going. With that, I asked. How has your white picket fence changed since we last talked? Oh, gosh. I don't know that it's changed. I think last time I said there's more of a story behind what you can see, right? I think it'd probably be the same. Like, I look like I have it all together, but <laughs> there's still things going on. That's such a hard question to throw on me. I really feel like I need to think about it. I remember after the podcast came out, everybody was like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. Like, you showed so much strength and stuff. And I was just like, maybe I didn't realize that that's the message I put out. My message wasn't that I'm like this superior person. I'm just like anyone else. But your priorities are going to shift to whatever you want it to be. So I kind of think that's where I changed. I think that when I was trying to explain that you'll do anything for your kid and you'll find the strength, I think that you find the strength of things that you want to find strength in. That was a priority to me to take care of her any way I could have. And I found strength because I had to, I didn't have a choice, but some people might not find that that's a priority for them. And that's okay too. But what you've put first is what's going to make you the strongest, I guess. That's changed a little bit for me, just hearing the reactions of people after that podcast was released. And that's the update for day seven. I just love Tana. 
And if this was your favorite episode of the season, please remember to share it with someone you love. Isn't it amazing how each person's story is so different, but somehow something always resonates? Human connection is just so beautiful. All right, that's it. Ta-ta for now. Happy holidays.